Hello and welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Kayla Teal. And we're so pleased to be with you today. Welcome to a new year. New year, new us. Yeah. New us. Wearing my new us hat. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, you're not wearing a fucking hat. I know. We're not starting the year off with honesty if you tell them you're wearing a hat and you're not wearing a hat. I'm not a hat person. Sorry, was that like really knowing you? I feel like that was like a bad improviser thing to do like if someone was like i'm wearing a hat like no you're not and i was like no you're not that would be like get out of this 101 class right now (laughs) liar and then you just pull out a gun and kill the character in the scene (laughs) sorry that's i just always think of the office yes and what's his name that when he takes an improv class he just always kills everyone (laughs) (laughs) those people exist (laughs) so something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet that I was wanting to talk about is, well, now when you're listening to this, this was a month ago, but I went to New York. Ooh, the Big Apple? The bright lights of New York State? I went to the bright Big Apple and they had big (laughs) lights and it was in New York State (laughs) and it was on an island called Manhattan. Oh, and (laughs) is, is that wearing a hat? Manhattan. I understand your joke, (laughs) Fee. So, of course, Jeff and I brought Mr. Moxie's mints Mm -hmm. with us. And then Jeff also had his vape pen with him. So we were able to stay a little lit. Now, here's the thing. Because cannabis was legalized so recently in New York, it's kind of like it was here when it first got legalized. And it's like all the craze. So just like everywhere I went, people were smoking pot. Like I've been to New York many times in my life and never, ever, ever did I smell that much weed smoke. It was (laughs) fucking everywhere because there's so many people. And so like just proportionally, if more people feel confident smoking weed outside, it's going to be a concrete jungle box, if I may. (laughs) So but one thing that we did that I was high for that was very magical was to go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Have any of you ever been there? No, Mm -hmm. I've never been. I have like 10 years ago. I don't think I have. It's huge. It's like so huge. It has artifacts from every corner of the world, plus art shows and stuff like that. And the section of the museum that I especially connected with as we were walking around was the art of the Arab lands, Turkey, Iran, Central Asia, and later South Asia. And like a fucking course compared to the European section of the museum, this is way small, like arguably where the largest populations in the world have consistently been for hundreds of thousands of years is quite quadrant off. But the art there, and especially from the Muslim world, was so fucking beautiful and mind-blowing. What was it like? There's just like huge rugs and tapestries. And they had a whole room that Jeff and I both walked in that blew our mind. That was from, it was, you know how they like take whole things and put them in museums? Like there's a temple from ancient Babylon or Egypt that was like transported and is inside the Met. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No. So this one, <laughs> so this was like a ceiling from a mosque that was in Spain or like Andalusia in the 16th century, I think. And it blew my mind. I'll put a picture of that. And then also this, which was Radha and Krishna walking in a flower grove. It's from India circa 1720 and it's watercolor ink and gold on paper. And I don't know if you can see at all, but like the detail on it was crazy. So essentially I love museums and I love being stoned in museums. And that is my story. We couldn't go to a rec shop because in New York, they don't have it figured out to have the recreational dispensaries open yet. And the only option that we would have been able to do was... I guess there's one place and it's sort of like a hookah lounge where you would like sign up for a subscription or a membership or something. And then once you're in there, but you're not like allowed to like buy weed. So anyway, that thank God we had our tools with us, <laughs> our yeah. traveling tools. Did you see any rats? Yeah, I did. Do you know the mayor of New York recently gave an announcement that the rat problem in New York is out of control and they need to take back the city (laughs) (laughs) from the rats, which like New York always had a lot of rats. So I'm like, oh, how many are there now? (laughs) We were in the subway and I pointed to Jeff and was like, look, there's a rat. And he was like, oh, cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time I've questioned anything about Milkman. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, people have pet rats. I think I rats are kind of like, cute. Different. Oh, not the sewer rats in New York. <laughs> okay, don't we know. don't have to talk about it anymore. Sorry <laughs> to upset your your palate stoners. But yeah, so thanks for listening to my little tale. You're welcome. I learned about a historic event on the Joe Para show about <laughs> in Canada, there was a war on rats. So maybe it'll be like that in New York. A war on rats. You think New York's going to turn into like rats versus people? War? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very Ninja Turtles-esque. Wait, what does that mean, Kayla? The rat war? <laughs> I think that it was similar where like the leader of the city was just like, we need to take on big rat. Like they had yeah. just had. Well, in New York, they're paying people to go around and kill the rats. Like yes, they're that's creating what jobs that you just go around and hunt rats. <laughs> Yes, oh I think that is God. what happened in this Canadian city. I don't know which which it it was or which province. But um anyway, wow, war on rats. That's great news. And you know what else? Oh, it's you, great you, news. You, you, you know who else has news? <gasps> you? Me. What? Wait in the news time. Our first article is by Sammy Westfall, and the title is Germany Moves to Legalize Recreational Cannabis. Oh, big news. Germany in October announced plans to legalize cannabis for recreational use. It was a move the country's health minister said would make Germany Europe's most liberal cannabis legalization project, but also its most tightly regulated market. Presenting a detailed cornerstone paper laying out state regulations to Germany's cabinet Wednesday, Health Minister Karl Lauterbach said the legalization of cannabis is necessary to end Germany's, quote, unsuccessful fight against drug-related crime and its flourishing black market. The goal of the change is to reduce consumption, especially for young people, he said. So the goal of legalizing cannabis Mm. 
is to reduce consumption, which I find interesting. They're not no longer going to classify cannabis as a narcotic. The substances will be able to be produced, supplied, and distributed to people 18 or older within a licensed government-regulated environment, including specialist shops and, quote, if necessary, pharmacies. Adults can possess 20 to 30 grams of recreational cannabis, both in private and in public, and they also will be able to cultivate their own cannabis to some extent. Also, they might, they're talking about putting a tax on just people aged 18 to 21 to kind of discourage them from buying it, I guess, even though they legally can. Hmm. Huh, that's weird. I know, that that was interesting. I've never heard of anyone doing that before. And they're also going to make it illegal to advertise for cannabis. So like no commercials on TV or anything. And also they're making rules around like the packaging. So like you can't have like flashy packaging. It has to be just like boring in a like a brown paper bag, basically. I'm guessing to discourage kids from buying it. You right. know, it's not like, ooh, colorful candy, you know. Kind of like how our country tried to handle the tobacco. I yeah, mean, and the like legalization how- part's different, but yeah. Right. And how in America you can't have tobacco commercials, but you can have alcohol commercials. So that made me curious about like when the U.S. federal government legalizes, like what kind of rules they're going to place around that in like a more capitalist focused Mm. country. Are they going to let people advertise for weed? Whoa, I just, whoa, there's going to be weed ads at the Super Bowl. Maybe, Maybe. but but maybe not. Maybe. Maybe it'll be like cigarettes. Yeah. Oh man, I just got a chill down my spine. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I know in uh, alcohol commercials, you can't show anyone actually drinking an alcoholic beverage. You just—I don't know if you've ever noticed that—they're only holding it. They never—they can't show you actually drinking the alcoholic oh, you're beverage. Right. I guess I never have seen a keg stand in a beer commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be known for my keg stands. Really? really? That doesn't yeah. surprise me at it all. It was my party trick. <laughs> until I got dropped once and so I stopped oh my god what did you hit your head no I just fell on it and luckily I think I had enough <gasps> enough tummy fat that it didn't hurt as bad as it could have but then I heard the two guys that were holding me up joking about how they'd done it on purpose and I was like fuck <gasps> these guys yeah fuck those guys Jeez. remember the early aughts and how terrible everyone was <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of anyway nothing to do with Germany <laughs> Well, that's all I pretty much have to say. That's the thing in Germany. I don't know if this law has come into effect yet, but it sounds like they've just like drawn up all the like regulation. Now they just have to vote on it, but they expect it to pass, I think. Well, Wunderbar. I guess congrats, Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, Germany. Do we have any German listeners? Do we know? I'm pretty sure. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Our next article is by Adam Elmarek titled UCLA said its pot research was independent, but hid that big cannabis was paying some of the bills. The industry support underscores potential conflict of interest as marijuana goes mainstream and researchers try to assess the health and other impacts of cannabis. So five years ago, UCLA committed to doing like really extensive studying on like the effects of cannabis on your health. And it turned out that some of their biggest initial funders were the cannabis industry, which people are saying now like is kind of a conflict of interest. Like you couldn't have like Marlboro funding all the tobacco effects on your health. Like there's rules in America about that. But UCLA kind of 
concealed that they received funding from big cannabis. And now people are just finding out that major cannabis corporations, I'm guessing in California, helped fund this research. That just really sucks because it gives a bad mark to cannabis research in general. And it could serve to, in some people's minds, discredit incredible research that's being done on the medicinal properties. Well, it's insane that to do research, you have to get funding by people with deep pockets, which ends up being corporations. The research to be truly independent should be funded differently, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, there are rules around that for a reason. But in in the case of cannabis, it's like, well, who else is going to do it? Like this research needs to be done. And for so long, the government has been trying to make it not happen. That at this point, it's like, okay, now there's money in the industry and we can fund this research to figure out, you know, like, because people in the industry get questions all the time about like, what are the health risks of this? And honestly, they don't quite know. No, that's a problem. I think, I mean, I apologize if this seems like I'm taking it and going somewhere else that I'm going to get in my little soapbox. Here in Washington, there's a couple really big companies that are wiping out all of the small mom and pop farms and the big companies. I'm going to call out Fat Panda for real. Stop buying Fat Panda pre-rolls. I know they're the cheapest. They're the cheapest because they can afford to flush out the industry and sell their product for super cheap. And there's chemicals in there. Yeah, it's not very it's not organic brown. Yeah, we need, I believe, as responsible stoners, we need to be very aware of what we're smoking and very aware that it is now an industry in a capitalistic society. And it's very easy for large companies to come in and operate in sketchy ways that make them money. So seriously, pay attention. Don't just try to buy the cheapest. Pay attention to what you're buying. Heads up, seven up. Thanks, Grace. (laughs) Anyway, sorry if I sort of took it there. It's just something I recently have been really... Caring I'm glad about you did, Phoebe. Thank I'm you. glad you did. Fat panda's bad. <laughs> Sue me. They, they probably could, but whoa, don't. Okay, <laughs> please don't. Please don't. We're just it's a, a widow. A widow podcast. All <laughs> alleged. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we should take a smoke break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk about an article about the potential placebo effect of cannabis. Ooh. Dun dun dun. Smoke break. Welcome back from your smoke break. We are still here, um, getting high and seeing what kind of weed has been in the news, eh? (laughs) Yeah. What if we weren't here anymore? What would happen? (laughs) I would just be talking into the void and that would be so boring. I would miss you. Well, we're here. Good. All right. So our next article is from the Smithsonian by Margaret Osborne. I know, fancy. One of the largest, you know, museum and education institutes in the country. The article is titled, For Pain Relief, comma, Cannabis May Be No Better Than a Placebo, which I hate that title after reading the article. Then it says, previous research has shown the placebo effect can be extremely powerful, rivaling ibuprofen or morphine. So let me just tell you what kind of study was done. In a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, researchers analyzed the results of 20 double-blind, 
placebo-controlled trials testing both synthetic and natural cannabinoids. The trials included over 1,400 participants with the ages of 33 to 62, people who had neuropathic pain, multiple sclerosis, or other pain. Participants who received a cannabis placebo tended to report a significant reduction in pain despite not having used the drug the researchers revealed. In fact, regardless of whether patients used the active treatment or the placebo, they reported similar levels of pain relief. But then there's a quote that says the placebo response amounted to 67% of the pain relief associated with genuine cannabinoids, lead author Karen Jensen, a senior researcher in the pain neuroimagining lab at the Karolinska Institute in Sweden, tells CNN's Sandy Lamott. So 67% of the pain relief of cannabis was reported with a placebo effect, meaning that the actual cannabis was 33% more effective than the placebo. But (laughs) the placebo response was there, which is common in trials for pain. Like it's common in trials for ibuprofen and morphine, like the article begins to say. Anyone have any thoughts so far on this? Yeah, the placebo effect has been around for a long time and it's, they don't know why, but I'm trying to use words that I'm not good at using. But (laughs) I think that cannabis still works for pain relief just as much as a placebo effect works for pain relief, if that makes sense. Well, 33% more than the placebo effect. Yeah, 33% more. I still think cannabis is useful for pain, even though there's a placebo effect in effect, because the placebo effect has been around for anything. Like you mentioned, ibuprofen and morphine. There's still a placebo effect. It's not like doctors don't use morphine. Yeah. Yeah. But scientists and doctors agree that the placebo effect is real, and it's like a, a legit scientific phenomenon. Yes. I have thoughts on further into the article. So if you want to keep going. Okay, sure. So I'll read the part where they talk a little bit about how the placebo effect actually works. The article says, the response is strongest in more neurological and psychological conditions. Placebo effects appear to have little impact on the outcome of clinical trials to treat things like cancer, viruses, or bacteria infections. Like the placebo effect doesn't work in those cases. Other conditions with high placebo response in clinical trials included depression, irritable bowel syndrome, epilepsy, hypertension, and asthma. And not everyone responds equally, so it's different body and brain to brain and body to body. It goes on to say the placebo effect doesn't mean a drug is ineffective, but rather it can mimic the medication's effect through different neurobiological pathways. Ted J. Kapchuk, director of Harvard Medical School's program in placebo studies, and the therapeutic encounter. Wow, that's a long title. He said in a statement, it's an interesting and very real phenomenon. Okay, they're quoting these people who have very long, this is Harriet DeWitt, an experimental psychologist at University of Chicago, who was not involved in the new study. (laughs) She said, it's certainly, quote, not all in your head. It's certainly not all in your head. And yet there are some brain circuits that are involved in creating those thoughts and those expectations. Hmm. Certainly. I think it's very interesting that the other things they list that can be affected by placebo include irritable bowel syndrome and asthma. And I'm wondering, because I was trying to draw a commonality across all of these things, and I think it all does have to do with your brain and your emotional response. like Right, like stress, kind of. Nervous system response, right? Because if you thought that something was going to help 
your bowels, you might not be so stressed about it. And in turn, that helps your bowels. Or similarly, I feel like a lot of people have anxiety triggered asthma. Is that, Am I right about that? Am I wrong? About I think that? I mean, I, chicken or egg, or at least you start having trouble breathing. And definitely, I, I believe it can get worse when your anxiety is happening and you're panicking about. Breathing. Yeah. Yeah, I have asthma and I have anxiety about asthma. So when I'm having anxiety, there is a neural link there of like, oh, God, I'm anxious. Oh, God, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you smoke too much weed, sometimes you have a hard time regulating your breathing as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, weed helps with my migraines a lot. And I used to have a roommate that would always tell me it was just a placebo effect. And I was like, OK, but when I smoke it, it goes away. So placebo or not, it's working. Mm-hmm. But I think as they say, as it goes on, like it all comes down to how the study is designed, because the placebo effect for weed kind of partially comes from the expectation that people who are participating in a cannabis study have that it will help them based on their previous beliefs, based on what they already know about cannabis. So I, for one, would like to see a study that's just full of non-believers, like a study, a double-blind study of cannabis and pain And it's all people who think it won't work. A whole bunch of people who are (laughs) naysayers of pot having to say and see, okay, now is the placebo effect so real or is this mostly actually real pain? Well, didn't in the article go on to say that they had a poorly controlled study where that the placebo effect dropped drastically the percentage? Am I crazy? Did I read that in the article? No, now I'm wondering if I even finished the article. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I swear that they said the poorly controlled study was the placebo effect went down where the participants knew that they were getting a placebo. Oh, you're right. This is interesting. It goes on to talk about that bias that you're talking about, Grace. It says in cannabis studies where patients were poorly blinded, meaning they were able to tell which treatment they received, the placebo effect was lower, the researcher found. So in this study where they just kind of doing a bad job at covering it up. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like they did a bad yeah, job and the, at that. Yeah, and the team also measured how cannabis studies were covered in the media to see how that could have contributed to the therapeutic effects reported by patients. The team examined 136 new items in media and blogs and categorized each story as positively, negatively, or neutrally characterizing cannabis as an effective treatment for pain relief, and they found that regardless of a study's outcome, an overwhelming majority of media coverage tended to report that cannabis had a positive effect. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Wild. So media is eating up the narrative that we all love and want so much, which is cannabis is cool. It's cool. <laughs> Be cool. It's so cool. And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Kayla. You're welcome. <laughs> Keep smoking your weed. <laughs> speaking okay of which <laughs> speaking of which are I'm we gonna, moving on are we moving on yeah okay i think it's time for a new segment with stephanie Whee! i'm stephanie and i'm calling this new segment 60 second bong box Ooh. and i am going to get a topic i've already chosen for myself I'm going to take a giant rip from this bong and I'm going to set a timer for 60 seconds and I am just going to go off for 60 yes. seconds. <laughs> go off, girl. 
as hot. Yes. So let me get pretty high here. Hold on. <laughs> rip it. Rip it. Wanda. 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 She's holding it in. She's letting it out. Oh. <laughs> okay, let me get the timer out. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. All right. My topic is golf. <laughs> okay. I hate golf. Okay. I really hate golf. And I'm going to go through a number of reasons why I hate golf. The first one being that it's just environmentally horrible for the environment, the amount of pesticides and fertilizers need to keep the lawns green. It just goes into the rivers and it kills a lot of fish. Also, I ran cross country in high school and every single state meet was at a golf course and I hated it because the whole point of cross country is to be in the woods and we weren't in the woods. We're just (laughs) in a stupid golf course. And three, it's not really exercise. I mean, walking around is totally exercise, (laughs) but you can do that in so many other places that aren't just lawns and (laughs) weird water features that just and sand pits. That just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I also want to say that the whole drinking culture around it is weird, too. But that's it. That's my 60 seconds. I like that it was sort of a rant sesh. I love it. It was my ranting about golf. Get off my lawn, you golfers. Get off my lawn. In fact, I I don't have a lawn. I really hope I don't offend anyone on the podcast with that. I think it's it's your opinion. (laughs) Seriously. Have I talked about how I'm on a subreddit called No Lawns? Oh, no lawns. And it's all like hashtag kill your lawn. And it's just people talking about killing the grass and replanting native plants Mm -hmm. and putting wood chips and making it an environment and cultivating i love that these lawn spaces to actually like feed back to the environment yeah and it's hilarious and lovely so i would suggest r slash no lawns love it there's a lot of people in my neighborhood that do that that have like great like cactus garden front lawns instead of nice that's cool yeah yeah, to just use less water. And there's also a lot of people that use some like really realistic looking turf as their front lawn, which I also kind of like as long as it's not too yellow of a hue yeah. <laughs> of grass. My mom was a garden designer and I worked for her off and on for years and years. And she was super anti-lawn in almost every design she would do. She would tear out the lawn if they allowed her and plants, plant plants instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job, Steph. Thank you, Steph. I love that new segment. Yeah, I want more of those. Yeah, well, send me ideas to rant about or for any of us to rant about, because I'm Mm -hmm. not going to hold on to this segment. Anyone can do it. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, so that's... Oh, no, we're at the end of our episode. Oh, no. Fuck. Fuck, you guys. Oh, fuck. What'll I do with my day? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, I'll miss you. I know. I'll miss you. Kayla, Kayla, I'm crying too hard. Will you will you take us out? (laughs) Yes. If you want to know what's going on with us or get a link to everywhere you ever would want to go, you can go to stonerchickspodcast.com. You can also email us any of your high thoughts, anything you want to hear a rant, a stoned rant about to stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Also, we're probably most active on our Instagram. So follow us on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can become a patron for just as little as $3 a month and get extra episodes of the podcast. They're all there waiting for you. 
You can do that at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. And at the $6 level, you can meet us over Zoom. We do a monthly Zoom smoke sesh with some really awesome people uh, kind of around the world now. At this point, we've been having a blast over there. And for the $20 level, you get fun merch and stickers and a friendship bracelet I make you. That is all there waiting for you at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening on Spotify, which it seems like most of you are according to the data. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and haven't left us a review on there yet, please do. It helps more people find the podcast, which is great for all of us. I love you and I miss you. And uh, you can send us a Valentine's Day card at P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Also, yeah. if you have stickers for Phoebe and you want her to send her stickers back to you, remember the sticker exchange? <laughs> Ongoing. <laughs> How's that going, Phoebe? Is, have you sent out so many stickers? Not very many. I'll be honest. Now I feel bad. There's one person who wrote me and sent me stickers and I set it aside to return. I lost the envelope with the return address. God damn it. <laughs> so I apologize to the listener who sent me stickers. I truly appreciate it. I, I promise I'm not a bitch. Send your Valentine's Day cards so we can get your address. <laughs> and next week on the 14th of January, Phoebe and Stephanie and I are going to be performing in a Maple Daddy sketch show. We're going to be doing an improv set that's going to be at the Rendezvous in Seattle between the hours of 7 and 8. I'm, I'm unsure. It's either at seven or eight, like I said, and there will be a link on our website to tickets. So you can all just go to stonerchickspodcast.com if you're in the Seattle area. We'd love to see you there. Aw. Hey, Phoebe, <laughs> what yeah? do stoner chicks always say? Stoner chicks always say, smoke grass, don't grow it in your lawn. <gasps> yeah, yes. nice. Aww, smoke I want that on a everybody. shirt. Yeah. Welcome to 2023. 60 second bong box. Hoo, hoo. 60, 60 second, second bong box. box. Hoo, 60 hoo. second bong box. Hoo. 60 second bong box. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. 60 second bong box. <laughs> 60 second bong box. I'm on a box for 60 seconds. 